We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Touchdown at 10 on a Monday morning. And, of course, you know what that means. It means a conversation with our friend Jay Gruden. Jay, Pete, and Chris, as always, appreciate your time and as coaches and organizations, the ones that don't make the playoffs, what are those 12 to 24 hours like at the end of a season where we've already seen Lovey Smith fired, we've seen Cleveland dismiss its defensive coordinator? It certainly seems like a short amount of time and potentially you know, quick, rash decisions uh, that get made by some organizations to kind of take us inside what that's like uh, as a coach in those 12 to 24 hours after the season is over. Yeah. First, you got to make sure your owner is going to be there. And I don't know what's the case there in Washington, but uh, that's the first thing you do. You got to meet your owner and make sure that, uh, you know, you're on the same page as far as the direction of the football team, especially with your staff. You know, if you're going to make changes offense or defense side of the ball or personnel wise or head coach wise, whatever you're going to do, you got to figure that out first. And then you got to make your adjustments and let the coaches know uh, that they're secure. Uh, they have families to take care of. You know, it's a very difficult decision for everybody involved, but uh, they have to be made and have to be made quite swiftly, in my opinion, because you have to make your changes known so you can get the people in here you want to interview. Right. Um, Jay, it, you know, this is going to be, I, I guess, and maybe an unfair question, Um but, you know, there's a lot of rumors and speculation that Scott Turner is not going to return next year as offense coordinator, and uh, maybe some of that is completely justified, what have you. Um, do, do How would you evaluate what you've been able to see Scott Turner marrying play action, run concepts, organizing an offense year three, knowing that obviously they've had a lot of instability at quarterback, all of that stuff, and if you were Ron – assuming that he's making the decision, would you try and move on or would you have hesitancy to say, well, wait a second, we as coaches can only control so much? Yeah, I think I'd have had a hesitancy for sure. I think uh, having the same system is going to be important, especially if you're going to try to go with Hal or I, I don't know who you're going to go with. If you're going to make a change, wholesale change at quarterback, and maybe you want to bring a quarterback coach or coordinator in here that uh, is familiar with that quarterback, that premier quarterback that you're going to try to get, whoever that might be. Uh, but if you're going to try to stick with Howell and, and maybe draft a guy, then I think it'd be a, a little premature to change coordinators because you don't want a whole new system for these young guys. You want to have some stability uh, with the play calling, with the terminology. It makes it a lot easier for everybody involved. Jay, just an initial blush yesterday. You know, Sam getting a shot is a guy that doesn't get a ton of reps, obviously. Uh, with uh, Washington's players during the course of the season. Just initial thought on what you saw yesterday. I was impressed by Sam. I mean, he made some tight window throws. Uh, he stood in the pocket like a champ, and then he escaped when he had to. He's a lot better athlete than people give him credit for. I don't know if they give him bad credit or not, but he, he's a good athlete. He, ran, he got some first downs with his legs, avoided pressure. Uh, he had some errant throws here and there. The interception wasn't, wasn't very good, but – uh, you don't expect a young quarterback in his first start to be perfect, but I think there was enough good there to be excited about his future as a quarterback. Uh, agreed. Um, how would you handle that? Ron was asked, of course, after the game, immediately, is he the number one guy? Which, 
Of course he's not going to answer that, and nor, nor should he, because there's no way you can tell after one game in one year that for sure he should be the number one guy when you're a fifth-round pick for whatever reason. But how would you handle that in your mind, Jay? Would you approach the offseason as, okay, I know he's going to be here next year, maybe he can be the starter, or would you be able to say in your mind, I think we have the starter, even if it's just after one game in one year? Yeah, it's hard for me to say because I'm not out there at practice every day seeing how he throws and how he handles uh, himself in practice and in meetings. You know what I mean? There's a lot that has to go uh, uh, with how he throws the ball in practice. Is he accurate enough? Does he have anticipation? Uh, if he shows signs of being accurate and having that anticipation, then coming out on game day against the Dallas Cowboys who played all their starters and playing like he did in this first game, then, yeah, I think there's uh, there's there's – reason for optimism there uh, but you're right after one game it's hard to judge a guy but I think you have a guy in place that can't compete for the starting job next year with the whole offseason program and training camp and then you might want to bring another guy in either uh, keep uh, Heineke or go out and draft a guy Jay we had some some guys playing around the league yesterday the fact that Hal actually got to do it against Dallas's starters is there a little bit more value in that evaluation just because it was against their regular players? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's a big game for Dallas. I know that uh, the assumption was Philadelphia was going to win, and it probably didn't mean a whole lot, or San Francisco is also going to win. Uh, but they still had to go out and play the game. And you saw Detroit upset uh, Green Bay, so upsets do happen. And it was a big game for Dallas. They want to hit the playoffs running on a high note and play well on defense, play well on offense, going with a nice frame of mind, and they didn't get it done. They got outplayed on every phase of the football game yesterday, including the quarterback for the Washington football team clearly outplayed Dak Prescott, which is crazy. Yeah, uh, Dak, speaking of him, I mentioned this to Pete earlier. Uh, since Thanksgiving Day, Jay, now a total of seven games. 11 interceptions, and he could have had a 12th yesterday if Kendall Fuller didn't slip So uh, right before the pick six. I, I mean, I, of course, you clearly have to be concerned if you're Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore and Jerry Jones and and so on. But you, you, you also know how this league works, right, Jay? Every, like, they're going to get their teeth kicked in all week. Oh, you know, Tom Brady on the road against Tampa, blah, blah, blah. And they'll probably rise up from the ashes and play their best game. Yeah, that could happen for sure, but they have to do a lot better without a doubt. Their receiving core has got to run. I mean, they, I, I just am concerned about their receiving core and their mm. speed other than C.D. Lamb. I don't know if Noah Brown can really run. I don't think Gallup's running very well. Obviously, tight end Schultz doesn't run very good, and they're trying these down-the-field passes, and, and teams are just gloving them down the field. Dak doesn't have a lot of places to go. So uh, they have to rely on the running game. They have to get the running game back going. I think Washington did an outstanding job of, of stopping the running game to minimum two, three yards, one yard, loss of yards. Uh, and that's the key for Dallas to have success is getting uh, Pollard and uh, Zeke going. Jay, when you talk about, you know, again, we, we've talked about the quality of the skill people here. Uh, in Washington, in your mind, would the number one area to shore up here, uh, especially if you're leaning going either Hal or Heineke, if you bring Heineke back and you let him compete with Hal for the job next year, solidifying that offensive line? Because to me, those skill guys merit you uh, getting that offensive line to the highest quality you can because, Jay, those guys are game breakers. There's multiple game breakers in that group, if they can get the offensive line to a certain quality, in my mind, am I wrong? Yeah, I agree. And I think what I mentioned about Dallas's receivers, Washington has. Washington has speed at a couple different spots, mm -hmm. and they can hit you on the inside uh, with the option route. They can hit you with the speed on the outside. You saw Terry run by a guy. You see Sammy run by a guy. You see Doxon run by people. I mean, they, they can do it a lot of different ways. So, yes, I think internal offensive line, you can probably address some free agency, hopefully, and then maybe get some late-round picks. But, uh, yeah, for sure, offensive line would be a, a number one need other than the obvious, which is a marquee quarterback. Yeah, uh, I mean, and obviously there's there's other needs as well, uh, linebacker, cornerback, so on and so forth. I mean, we'll have plenty of time uh, to talk about this. I'm curious from your perspective, you mentioned, you know, getting on the same page as the owner and, and, and whatnot. If you were Ron Rivera today and knowing the landscape that is very murky at this point, right, uh, not only with his own tenure, but just, again, the upcoming, we think, sale, but we don't know. Like, would you 
aggressively seek out Dan after the year or would Dan how did that work would Bruce set it up would Dan come to you how did that work when you were here for or you're here for five and a half years you're the only coach to get a an extension midterm uh how, how did all that end of the season stuff work for you yeah typically I'd you know get a call and then I'd have to go to the owner's house and, and myself and if there was a GM available uh we and, and the president Bruce we would all go there and meet and and discuss the future. And that's, uh, that's pretty standard. I think amongst all NFL teams is you're going to meet with the owner and the GM and, and the president, and you're going to discuss what you're going to do uh, on both sides of the ball moving forward. Jay, did he at least uh, serve good food and cocktails or, or, or <laughs> I will tell you this about Dan, uh, uh, the positive thing that I can say about Dan, he's always going to have good food. Ah, boy. See, you know what he did yesterday, Jay, first of all, he didn't show up to the game. Okay, so I thought he was hanging out in Jerry's suite, but he didn't show up to the game, according to sources. Okay, but what you know what he did as a a potentially a lasting gift for the media for the first time ever, I think, in my 14 years on the beat or whatever I do, he had a carving station. In the press wow. box, Jay, a carving <laughs> did you, did station. Did you watch the game or did you stay at the carving station? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, Jay, I visited the carving station once and the game was out of hand. Now, I did also, you know what he also had? Think about this. Think about how upscale this was. Lobster mac and cheese. Oh, oh my goodness. Good I for mean, him. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if Dan was going out, baby, he was going out in style. <laughs> yeah, you want to get some positive press for one. Exactly. Well, I'm giving it to him. Dandy Dan taking good care of his voice. Jay Gruden joining us here in Touchdown at 10. Uh, look, Jay, when you look at teams going into the playoffs and clearly, you know, watching the bottom seeds and things is one thing, but let, let's talk about the elite people going into the playoffs here. Uh, both sides. Uh, the AFC elite seem to be going into the playoffs a little more cleanly than the NFC elite. Uh, in my mind, with the exception of maybe San Francisco. Brock Purdy looks pretty sturdy uh, right now at quarterback. Their defense is playing uh, excellent football. Uh, right now, AFC a little deeper in your mind uh, going into this playoff run? I just think the top three are the top three. I think Cincinnati, Kansas City, Buffalo are, are, are the teams, really. And then Jacksonville's playing extremely well at the right time, obviously, and they play uh, the Chargers, uh, the winner of that game, can create a little bit of noise, but I still think those top three teams are very, very good, and uh, you're going to have trouble beating them um, anytime. And in the NFC, I, I feel really good about Philadelphia. I still think they're the clear team to beat in the NFC. Um, w- we haven't had you on since the DeMar Hamlin situation happened, uh, and that, I mean, obviously everybody f- feels awful about that, but buoyed by – um, the remarkable progress he's making. But that did cause a lot of consternation in the NFL. I mean, we might have a neutral field uh, home uh, AFC championship game, Baltimore and Cincinnati. They almost had to do a coin flip for uh, for um, uh, home field advantage if that scenario had worked out. What did you make of how the NFL kind of handled things, granted, in a tough spot. And I know Zach Taylor and the Bengals were really upset about, you know, the potential possibilities here. Or do you just look at it and say, look, I mean, what happened was an awful and unique situation. Yeah, this is something that you can't prepare for. And somebody has to make decisions and make critical decisions that affect people. It could be negatively or positively. But the most important thing was uh, to – adjust in an appropriate way and, and not everybody's ever going to be happy with decisions but they had to be made for uh, obvious reasons and I think the NFL did a pretty good job in that regard. Jay you obviously you know you, you've coached in this game for a long time you know what this game means not only to you all as coaches but certainly to the athletes that play this game they know that literally their career hinges possibly on the next play but the fact that any surprise at all that that guys are are ready to strap it up uh, yesterday uh, and go back out? It there, there may have been a few guys out there that are a little hesitant, but they never show it. But th- th- it, I mean, this is literally a, such a humbling game that the next play could be your last almost every time you go out there. Well, we understand that it's a risky take when you strap it up, but uh, this is a passion for all those players involved and coaches involved. You understand how much time, how much work it takes to become a pro athlete or a pro football coach. And, and you have to relish every chance you have on that football field. That's why when people, I laugh when people say, ah, this game doesn't matter. You're not going to get great effort. 
Uh, you saw a lot of teams play yesterday with great effort, even though they had no playoff implications whatsoever. These guys love to play. They're passionate about the game, and you're going to get their best effort every time they strap it up. Yeah, no doubt. I, I I mean, I understand that. You and I differ on this. You're a coach. You know more about it uh, than I ever will. But I, I drive me crazy that Houston goes and wins that game yesterday and causes them you know, to drop from number one num- to number two. People don't think maybe that's a huge deal, but that is a huge deal uh, You know, in terms of now they don't get to pick the quarterback that they want. You know, <laughs> like, I mean, that's a huge thing, right? Am I wrong? It is a huge thing. Uh, but, again, you know, Levy Smith, you know, it was a long year for those guys. No, the wins are hard to come by. And it's, I know. You know, it, it's just tough. But the, you can't ask your team to tank. You can't just pull out your best players and, hey, we're going to try to lose because we want the number one pick. Guys on the field, they want to win that game. They're going to play hard and, and try to get that win, and they did. Maybe not tank, Jay, but, you know, like massage it a little, softball it a little. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you that know? might change next year for Caleb Williams out at USC if the same situation arises. Right. I think that might happen. <laughs> Jay, for the uh, an organization like Miami right now, uh, trying to, as we, we talk about, you know, health and safety of players, uh, Tua with the multiple concussions and, you know, yesterday, look, I mean, love Skylar Thompson in college, but play, being a college quarterback and a pro quarterback are two completely uh, different things. They go to Buffalo to play the Bills. You know, do you do you try and rush Tua back through this thing or do you just kind of punt and give Tua the necessary time? If this is indeed your franchise quarterback and, and how Mike McDaniel wants to operate going forward and the organization does – uh, don't you have to look out for the player in this situation? I mean, three concussions in a short amount of time uh, would be a, a huge concern for me, especially a guy that plays that particular position in the contact uh, that that position suffers all the time. Yeah, exactly right. And I think obviously the players uh, is the most important thing, but you also have to rely on the doctors and, and the player individually. Uh, if he passes all his necessary concussion protocol requirements, and the player says he's good to go, and he's got he's, he, he wants to go. Then I think you allow him to play. Um, but if there's any doubt, if he's having any symptoms whatsoever, then there's not a chance that he will play. But uh, you got to just rely heavily on the doctor and the player in this regard. Jay Gruden, former Redskins head coach, with us as he is each and every Monday for Touchdown at Ten. Um, you served as a consultant for Sean McVay and the Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams this year. Obviously, they didn't have a, a good year. There's been lots of speculation about Sean and, you know, maybe stepping aside, recharging the batteries, uh, all that stuff. Uh, do you have any sense in in terms of what you think Sean is going to do? Uh, and, and also, um, you know, I, I guess just, you know, you've been out of – uh, being a head coach, well, let me see, for two and a half years now, three years, whatever, uh, you you served as the coordinator in Jacksonville the year after you were let go here, uh, but now you haven't been, I guess, every day in, in, the, in a building for a year and a half or whatever it is. How much does it take your body, your mind, your heart, your emotion to recharge the battery and to get that hunger again to work 100 hours a week? It's tough, especially when you realize there is life outside of football and you're not sitting in a dungeon for 15 hours a day in the dark watching tape all day. And, yeah. and uh, you know, it, it's, it's tough. Um, and I think some coaches need to take a step away and understand that you only live once in life and you want to be happy with what you're doing. If you love coaching, then coach. If you want to try to be a broadcaster, then be a broadcaster. You know, he's going to make good enough money, whichever he decides. He's going to be great broadcaster, great coach, obviously. Um, his decision will be based on what he wants personally. And uh, I can't even comment what he wants to do. I know he loves coaching, uh, but he also loves to live life a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. Sean's Sean's deal in terms of its timing, it kind of reminds me a lot of Dick Vermeil uh, when, when, you know, Dick was burned out there in Philadelphia after what, I mean, con- seemed like a short amount of time after he made the move from UCLA uh, to Philadelphia because we look at Sean and go, well, he's a young guy. I mean, he should, you know, how can he be burned out already? But as you mentioned, the hours and, you know, the the tension of every, of every move you make, uh, especially, you know, this year being a defending Super Bowl champion all, and all of the chaos that they went through with the injuries and Matthew Stafford's uh, situation – uh, you, you can you can almost understand that. I mean, obviously you lived it, and uh, just because he's a younger guy, uh, you know it, that doesn't necessarily mean you're immune to all this, right, Jay? 
Yeah, oh, for sure. You know, I kind of felt a little bit of that going into my sixth season, the, you know, the five games before I got fired. Going into that season, you know, we had a lot of turmoil as far as we're not going to uh, give our coaches uh, an extension. There was a lot of tension in the building, mm-hmm. a lot of stress involved. And it's like, man, is this really worth it? You know, I'm putting all this time and working my tail off to try to get this team right. You got all the injuries taking place. Your Lyman, Trent Williams doesn't show up. You don't have a quarterback. It's just a, it's a nightmare, and it can be a total grind. I mean, you're very fortunate. Don't get me wrong. I love being a head coach, but um, sometimes taking a step away for a year or so is a good thing for everybody involved. And specifically for you, Jay, as as we kind of wrap up this conversation today, I mean, you know, how do you kind of approach this? Do you start looking at, okay, this might be a job that I might be interested in? Do you start aggressively going out and contacting friends of yours, networking? How does that work? You let your agent handle that? Uh, or do you just sit back and hope that the phone rings? How do you kind of handle that? I'll see if the phone rings or not, but I don't think it will. I think teams are going a lot younger. They want these younger coaches, uh, which, you know, you've seen these young coaches do a great job, and Sean and and LaFleur and Kyle and and, the kid at Miami and uh, Zach Taylor. So uh, it's going to be hard for old guys like myself to get a look. You know, I'd have to be probably a quarterback coach or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm enjoying my time. I like playing golf. I like uh, being a consultant. If I can get a consultant job, I'd do it, but if somebody called me about being a coordinator or something like that, I definitely would listen. Jay, you're not old, man. You're a spring chicken, I, I, bud. I don't know. Not in the football world. I'm pretty old. <laughs> <laughs> well, just keep doing radio with us. So we'll, we'll make you happy. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do it. We love having you. Jay, appreciate you, pal. Appreciate you taking the time for us. Uh, and uh, hopefully that phone rings in some capacity and something uh, makes sense to you uh, and you at least get back out there. If not, we'd certainly enjoy having you back here uh, on Monday mornings. Appreciate the time as always. All right. Thank you guys for having me. Sounds you got good. It. Tell Jay to get his agent on the phone and they could, me and him can do games next year. How about that? Maybe me and Jay could do USFL or XFL games I for mean, one of the networks. You know, it's it's kind of interesting. Let's go just, down to our sideline reporter, the Rooster. I was I was you know, yeah, the Rooster, the guy that once claimed that he knew more about football than Jay. Gruden. <laughs> no offense, Jay. Uh, I was just I was just, <laughs> okay. But, so you're you're a bit aggressive. That's okay. Yeah, I mean, I was just pulling up. Speaking of the XFL, the Seattle Sea Dragons, uh, and uh, they have a little video clip up and immediately I was attracted to see my guy Jim Haslett there <laughs> as, as addressing his team you know I mean I, I, was, very, I was very interested to see Dude, that. Dude if look if Seattle comes if Seattle comes here this uh-huh. year in the XFL schedule oh, has we gotta I get are, Has in studio yeah and Has and I are going out to dinner I mean we're gonna have a good go. good old steak you know. You're gonna I make mean, Has pay for it? I mean he's got more money than I do. You might be making it's more money sure. than he is as an XFL coach. I Doubt that very much. <laughs> I don't know. I'd, I'd love you to see know my that. contract. I'd, uh, if, well, if it's anything close to mine, we might be making more than a XFL coach. I can't imagine what those guys are getting paid for. What eight weeks? Ten weeks? Uh, I think it's a little bit more than that. I mean, I you know they two commas. Uh, well, no, in terms of weeks, I mean, like like weeks of the regular season. Mm-hmm. But remember, they've been. You know, they've been working and trying to build a roster for several well, months. That's now, true. So, that's true. You know, you got to get paid for that. Well, let's hope The Rock is cutting them yeah. good checks. Uh, I, I mean, the, the Rock's got plenty of money to pay people. Uh, back to your phone calls coming up. And who are the commanders playing next year? We don't know the schedule, but we know who they're playing. And it's a pretty tough schedule. We'll talk about that when we return. 301 230 0980 for a team that finished in last place. This is not the last place schedule you would expect. We'll talk about that and take your phone calls next right here on the Team 980. streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. 
You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Talking about the point you brought up with Jay about Houston winning yesterday. How about how about Chicago in the driver's seat now? If you believe Fields is your guy, you could you're you could get a ransom for that number one pick. That's why it's so crucial to not do what Houston did yesterday. And again, love because Newton. Houston's definitely in the quarterback business. Right. Chicago may not right. be because of field. Exactly. Lovey Newt probably almost surely knew that he was getting fired. There was a report yesterday morning, yesterday afternoon, that either Lovey, Casario, the GM, or both would get fired. I mean, I presume Casario's safe now that they fired Lovey, I guess. Uh, I, I mean, he, so far he's two for two in terms of hiring coaches and firing them what organization, after one year. What organization lets their general manager stick around after – doing that in back-to-back years. I don't know. Somebody, I don't know. He, I mean, he, he also hired them. Yeah, r- right. I mean, Lovey, uh, listen, there's there, there's no rhyme or reason to it. And, and again, to your point, Chicago, now listen, we all, I, both you and I believe, I think, that Chicago feels like, hey, Justin Fields is just really starting to fully develop. Now, you got to keep him healthy, got to keep him on the field, he wasn't available to them in a lot of ways down the stretch. Here, mobile quarterback again, who took a hard shot on the sideline, never seemingly was kind of right after that uh, against Atlanta, I believe. I want to say early December. Got to keep him healthy. But even as questionable as I was about Justin Fields the first year and a half of his career, I would have to say, well, duh. That's somebody you can build around. Now you have to build the roster around him. So use that number one pick to either A, take the best player, or B, trade out of it, like you're kind of suggesting, I think, to a team that is desperate, a team that is thirsty, a team that is hungry to choose, presumably, between uh, Bryce Young and just and uh, not Justin Fields, um, uh, C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud, I, presumably, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it doesn't have to just be those two guys. But, I mean, let's be honest. If you're going to move up to number one in a trade, it's almost surely going to be one of those two guys, right? I would think so, yeah. I mean, but uh, look, I mean, I think I think Young right now is far and away the number one unless a team has an inherent bias about his size because if you – again, Bryce Young's not the biggest guy. Right. So, but when you say inherent bias, isn't that part of what hurt Sam Howell coming out of Carolina? Despite what, what you know, you mentioned about his final year there, where he's you know kind of leading the charge with no offensive line, no running backs, losing Diami, running all over the place, trying to you know make things happen. Like that, Chris, beauty that is in the okay, right? But Sam beauty, Howell. beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? Okay, Tom Brady was a sixth round pick. Joe Montana was a third round pick. Russell Wilson has had great success in the NFL. As a third round, third round pick. pick. Right. Okay, I mean Dak Prescott was a fourth round selection. Sure. So Cousins. we've got plenty yeah. of guys starting around the league who are not number one overall picks. I mean Jalen Hurts is a second round sure. guy and had just had a, a tremendous MVP like season uh, with, with Philadelphia. Brock Purdy seventh round pick. He's won six in a row. Absolutely. So I mean I'm just saying there's. There, it, it's it's all it, it's all in 
what you value as a quarterback. Do you value winning? Do you value preparation? Do you value the training that he's gotten playing in a a program like Alabama? I think the Alabama guys, uh, I think being an Alabama guy, I think gives you a a little more of a leg up. In fact, some Alabama guys may get overdrafted uh, because of playing in that program. Mm -hmm. Georgia's starting to, to, to lean that way. You know, is somebody going to reach maybe high second day for a guy like Stetson Bennett at the age of 25? Just because if he wins tonight, he'll have done something that doesn't get done in college football very much. Mm-hmm. Quarterback back-to-back, you know, national championship football teams. Right. Um, so that's, you know, that's, again, it's it all depends on what your organization values. And we know this organization values Alabama guys. Right, but when I, I mean, I guess I would I would say everything you just said there, I agree with. But when say you're making it, and again, they don't have to make this decision. But I also worry to beyond worry that this organization is going to be stupid and try and trade up to the number one pick or the number two overall pick, um, and and risk it all because they're so desperate. They're so desperate to make a splash. You know, if if. Like, the way they handled the Sam Howell situation, I think they had, like, a low second-round grade-ish on him, somewhere in that range, and they took him with the first pick of the fifth round. Perfect value, perfect way. Yeah, no question. If you're making the decision on Bryce Young at number one, or specifically in this case, because Houston did what they did stupidly yesterday— and now Chicago has it, and presumably Chicago is going to be with Justin Fields. Presumably. Presumably that means somebody is going to try and trade up and leapfrog Houston and get into that number one spot. If you're the team making that decision, Pete, this isn't a, hey, quarterbacks work out in every shape and size. Hey, quarterbacks work out in the third round and the fourth round. Look at this guy and look at that guy. You're right. That would be like what I would use to talk myself out of not moving up to number one. But if I'm convinced, if I have a hankering to move up to number one because I think I've got to make a splashy move to sell tickets or to get my guy or whatever, I'm sorry, I can't move up to number one for a 5'11 quarterback that's 185 pounds soaking wet. I don't care what program he comes out of. I mean, Mac Jones came out of Alabama. I mean, Mac Jones is fine at times, and Mac Jones isn't even in the playoffs. Even though he was last year. Right. But but he's not this year. Yeah. Um, and if they're special what I'm saying? Yeah, but if their special teams would have had a clue yesterday, I, they no, might have been. I, I, I got Just you. Saying. I got you. Um, but, but do you see what I'm saying? Like, there's a different set of metrics if you're a team trying to move up into that number one spot to leapfrog Houston and whoever their head coach is going to be, knowing that they probably need a quarterback, you're going to have to pay not only a, a, a fortune, but are you absolutely sure that Bryce Young at 5'11 and change and 185 and change is a durable, long-term option? I I don't know how you I don't know how you say that. That's why as I asked Jay, you've got to have an offensive line. To me, they have too many holes. They have too many holes the to commanders. make that kind of yeah, the commanders yeah. to make that kind of a I trade. Agree. I I, think, I totally agree. I think somebody like the Colts who are a little closer again, you talk yeah. about draft position. If I'm Chicago and I'm moving down, where am I moving down to? Mm-hmm. Okay? I don't. I don't necessarily want to move down to the mid teens. Right? Didn't the Rams, when they moved up for golf, come up from like fifteen or or fourteen or something? I believe that Remember was the, the, the relationship move they made. there. Though there's there's there was organizational relationship in in that situation. With golf. Yeah. There were, or there or no, you're talking about the, the when golf originally was drafted yeah, by the Rams because because they they and the the Eagles moved up from the te- from the low teens I believe it is to grab Wentz at number two, but the Rams I want to I'll I'll have to double check this I believe the Rams moved up from like fourteen or fifteen to one to grab golf I mean that's a huge move and what Washington is at sixteen so. Um, you know, I have no idea what you would have to pay, but I'm just telling you, whatever you would have to pay, it ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. No, because I, I, I mean, is is Bryce Young a slam dunk? Probably not. 
Is he? I mean, is he Peyton Manning? I don't know. Um, I know he won a lot of games on the college level, but as I at the same time, talent evaluators will tell you they love Will Levis. Okay, and college performance between Levis and Bryce Young it couldn't be more far apart. I mean, it's like from here to Ashburn. I mean, Mel Kiper has Will Levis as his He's number not the one only quarterback, guy. right? He's not the only guy that loves Will Levis' yeah. physical traits. I mean, well, I, here's the thing. We should know by now, physical traits, good and bad, mm-hmm. are just a sm- – not a small, I mean, but a, just a part of the equation. If you get lucky and he's the guy, he's the guy. But it could also be Brock Osweiler. Yes, I mean that's it, it, absolutely that's, that's my fear with Will. Who Levis. was the guy from Paxton Lynch? Remember yes. him? Six oh, yeah. seven Memphis. You know, great. I watched. I watched tw- him in yeah, college. I know, I know. I watched him in college. In the but flesh. I mean, everybody was like, and how enamored John Elway was with these yeah. big ostriches at quarterback. Again. You have to be able to play the position. Just because Bryce Young is 5'11 and 185 doesn't mean he can't play. Of course he can play. But just because you're 6'6", or in Will Levis's case, what is he, 6'3", 225-ish? Mm-hmm. Somewhere in that range? I mean, it doesn't mean that you can good play Good-looking dude coming yeah, off the bus, dude, though. Sure. Well, that's always your metric, right? You say, well, if, you know, good-looking dude off the bus. But what's between the ears? Is it, is it, is it there? It, like and and there's enough questions about a guy like Levis, like at 16. If the Commanders were looking at that situation, I would say, you know what, that's probably. And this is early on. I would probably say that's a good gamble. Okay, but if I had to Rams move up, went from eight. Oh, to they get went golf. from okay. I thought I thought it was higher. Maybe it was the Eagles that 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 went up from 15. the mid teens. Okay, they I, went from I thought 15. They, I thought they both had to move up uh, from the teens. But either way, to move up from eight to one is not a. I, I mean, that's not an express trip either. You know, they had to pay a pretty, you know, a pretty good penny to move up. My point being is, they're they're going to be like, especially Ron going into year four. Presuming that he gets that opportunity, don't you think he's going to be desperate? Don't you? I mean, if he was desperate last year to make a terrible acquisition, what is he going to be this year? What if knowing what if he that has... he's got he's got to win, knowing that new owners, whether they're in place or not, knowing that he struck out and swung and missed badly on Carson Wentz, he's got to be thinking, "Oh my God." I've got to do whatever it takes, and that's what I fear. Yeah, it's possible, no doubt about it. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. Let's go to the phones. Let's get uh, let's go to line four. Let's get Sabah in here. What's up, Sabah? Oh, hey guys! Oh my God, what a day yesterday for the Sabah household. Um, let me make a quick comment about uh, um, Sam, my Tar Heel. Um, I didn't see. Uh, the whole game, bits and pieces, because I was watching my daughter uh, play against the number one team in the country. And uh, I will get that in a second because I got a question to ask you, Pete, about that. Mm-hmm. But uh, clearly the team, miraculously, miraculously the defense is better. There's more pep in everybody's step with Taylor and Sam, not with Wentz. Clearly this for, further exemplifies the fact that Ron got us out of the playoffs uh, by putting Wentz in with Browns. We would be a playoff team if it wasn't for Ron. And so um, for him to act like the team plays hard, Regardless, they did not. They did not want Wentz to go back in that game. And I'm not going to uh, rehash that over and over again. But, of course, I probably will. But I'm hoping I won't. But uh, so that's that. Now, secondly, I got a thing for you, um, Pete. Uh, my girl played the number one team in the nation, Christopher Newport, uh, yesterday. And we uh, they give up 47 points a game average. Well, we lost to them in double overtime, 104 to 102. I saw that. And your girl had 29. Yeah, <laughs> yeah 29 and five threes. 10 for 10 free throws. But here we go. Yeah. Let me tell you. Okay, here's the scenario. So in the first overtime, um, we uh, are, it's tied. They come down, and they shoot uh, a layup or something, and they score to win the game with two seconds to go. We grab the ball, heave it, it's over. Uh, we're getting ready to shake hands. Their uh, coach is just harassing the, um, the, 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 uh, the uh, referees, okay? He's, uh, now, I uh, ref some basketball games as well, but not nearly as many as you have, um, Pete. I did it one year. But uh, anyhow, so – He's talking to them. I think he yells at them something like, oh, I'm getting ready to call the office. Y'all made some horrible calls, which you know, I don't know why he was complaining. They called like 12 charges on us. It was like a ridiculous. But anyhow, um, so he gets a technical just before we shake hands. 
So the, the teams, they, they stop shaking hands, they go back to their benches, and Hannah's shooting two free throws while their fans in the stands are just, you know, like, just, oh, you idiot, you all your feelings go hurt. You know, they're in and she's by herself at the line, makes two free throws to put it into overtime. You follow me now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, he is irate. He says, we should just leave. You did this to the girls, blah, blah, blah. He gets a second technical. Okay. He's ejected from the game. Now, they don't know whether her two free throws count at the end of the game or do they count as the next overtime. They go to the locker room, look up the, the, the scoreboard, or look up the rule book. They call, I don't know. They come out and they say, she gets the two free throws, but that doesn't end the game. They now play the second overtime. How do you start a second overtime? Up two. That should have ended the game. No, it's, a, no it's the same way. Just like, okay. just like technically before a game, if a team has, like say, an illegal uniform number, okay? Right. And we start with an, it's with an administrative technical. So, in other words... The, the team that had the illegal number, the other team would shoot two free throws, and we would start the game yeah. with that team up 2 nothing or whatever if they made both of the free throws. It's kind of a goofy adjudication for it. Mm-hmm. I think it mm-hmm. should go, like, if that, if that happens at the end of overtime, the problem is right. once that buzzer sounds, mm-hmm. regulation is over, or that period is over. Okay. So, but so it, what if she missed the first two free throws to not tie it? The game would have ended. Like in other words, those first two free throws counted towards the previous score yeah, in the I, previous period. So, Bob, I would have to look it up uh-huh. the college rule, um, and I will message yeah. you today because uh, I've got uh, obviously a guy you know that I can run that by, and I'll uh, I'll I'll send it. I'll send you the the answer as, as opposed to the the NCAA uh, interpretation. Um, a little but bit it was later a wild on. one, buddy. And then even in double overtime, twelve seconds to go, she made a three deep to tie it. <laughs> they came down, missed the shot. We got the rebound five seconds to go. We turn it over. They get it and score and win the game. Mm. Oh, it was a heartbreaker, but it was something. But hey, I'm all in on Sam and bringing Heineke back. But I know they probably won't. Heineke deserves better. But anybody but Wentz, and do not go and get a free agent quarterback. Let's just build within, and I think Ron needs to go. I'm done with him. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you, Survive. 301-230-0980. People losing jobs around the league. The young fellas got the what's trending. Here's what's trending on the Team 980. All right, indeed, as we've mentioned a couple of times, Texans firing Lovey Smith after just one year as a head coach. He had previously served as offensive coordinator uh, on the previous regime. Uh, and, of course, David Culley was fired after one year as head coach under Nick Casario, the GM. Meanwhile, Al Woods removed as Browns defensive coordinator after three seasons. Speaking of the Browns, this was a wild one from yesterday, in case you missed it. Former Cleveland Browns quarterback and legend Bernie Kosar was pulled off of the team's pregame radio show and broadcast yesterday and then fired, according to him, uh, saying his services are no longer desired or needed because... He bet $19,000 on the Browns in their game against the Steelers, even though he was going to donate the winnings to charity because he's a team employee. Apparently can't bet, even though he's not a player, on the Cleveland Browns. And the Browns fired him. How about that? Tom Wilson, Nick Backstrom, back for the first time this season. And the Caps stoned the Columbus Blue Jackets last night one to nothing. Pelicans and Wizards... No Zion tonight here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app at 645 with Dave Johnson and company, and that's what's trending. Chris Russell and Pete Methurst talk Washington Commanders every morning from 9 to noon on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. No mountain high enough for Sam Howell yesterday. Took on one of the great pass rushes in the NFL. And sure, they they got to him a little bit. I mean, that's going to happen in a situation like that. He threw a ball that probably should have never been thrown, trying to hit Cam Sims at the back of the end zone. There were only three Cowboys back there in that situation. Not one, not two, but three. Maybe if he throws it a little further, Cam could go up and win a contested catch behind the front, too. But, you know, Sam's just got to throw that ball. I mean, look, Trevor Lawrence the other night, Saturday night, Trevor Lawrence was terrible. Okay? 
He missed so many opportunities. Jacksonville could have won that game going away. Their defense eventually had to win it for him because Lawrence, who is a very good quarterback, he made great strides first year under Doug Peterson uh, this season. And they beat the Chargers 38-10 in a regular season game. So that was out at SoFi. So this time they're playing in Jacksonville. Clearly the Chargers are a better club right now than they were when they played that game. But so is Jacksonville. So is Jacksonville. Jacksonville's got to be, you know, confident, especially by the way their defense played the other night. But that just goes to show you, as good as Trevor Lawrence is, number one overall, okay, he had a lot of errant throws the other night in that game at that Jacksonville could have won uh, in comfortable fashion and and did not. So, I mean, just that's when we talk about, you know, what you're getting, you know, in the number one overall you know, whether it's a third rounder, fourth rounder, you can win a lot of football games with guys that aren't necessarily the number one, number one. The question's going to be, and when you look at this upcoming draft, I don't think there's any question that Bryce Young is going to be the number one unless the Bears, you know, hold on to the pick and maybe take Jalen Carter, the defensive lineman out of Georgia. But I think the Bears, even if it's just, if I'm the Bears, I strictly negotiate with Houston. I call Houston every day between now and the NFL draft, and I'll be like, "Okay, let's chat." How you you guys really need Bryce Young, right? Okay, well, um, what would you like to what would you like to give us to get up here uh, to this point? You know, you're Chicago. You could set yourself up like Philadelphia here. You know, there's a chance to be a pull off a Howie Roseman like deal, where your team needs to rebuild badly. You're going to get a great player. If you believe in Fields as your quarterback going forward, all you do is move down to number two, you take Jalen Carter, and you get a bunch of draft picks that you know are probably going to be decent picks, at least in the short term, to help bolster your club. I mean, it's a win-win for Chicago. You're just talking about suckering Houston. Absolutely. I mean, but I think they can play the field. No pun intended. They could, but the key for me is if I'm Chicago, I want to guarantee that I come away with Jalen Carter. That's fair. That's fair. And the best way to do that is to negotiate That's with fair. Houston, who you know. That's fair. Who you know needs Bryce Young. Yeah. That's fair. But with that organization, though, I will say this with Houston, it's an like absolute crapshoot. You never know what that organization uh, is going to do. And, you know, as, as wacky as things are here in Washington, it's nowhere near as bad as it is with that group. Well... I mean, it's been... It's it, not. I, mean, I, I mean, maybe right, not right now, but, you know, this... This is really just a last three-year thing for Houston, not a 24-year epidemic. Let's go to line seven and get our guy Junior at Fort Meade in here. What's up, Junior? I'm sure Junior will find something to yell at me about. What's up, Junior? I will not yell at you, sir. Oh, oh, it's a new day. (laughs) It's a new week. Hello, Junior. Good morning, guys. Listen, I was at the game last night, um, and I will say this. When I was... On the way there, I told my son and my daughter-in-law, who happens to be a Cowboys fan, I was, I, I, hopefully we can get out right after the sunny ceremony because I don't want to have to deal with the traffic and everything. I walked in there thinking that the game was just going to be a mess, that Bryce, or, uh, Sam Howell was just going to get crushed. It was just going to be ugly all around. From the moment the National Anthem played, everyone in my section that we were in, did not sit down, literally not once. And I just had my surgery a couple of weeks ago, and I was in so much pain leaving that stadium. But I, it was such a good atmosphere. Uh, I was very happy with the fans. I know that so many people said the, the spread of the fans was going to be 80-20. I didn't see that at all. I It was much closer to 50-50 I than agree 80-20. With you. I agree with you. Uh, the atmosphere was absolutely great. I know, Chris, you can't stand them winning. Um, but ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> I deserve that. I can't stand as strong. I, I just, I, you know, I, I value, well, it, le- I value you, you leverage. You have more leverage at 14 than you do at 16. Stupid it was for them to win. And I could tell you now the fans, everyone in my section, they may feel differently when the draft gets here and they're not at 14. Uh, but they, the fans in the stadium, would just 
I don't care about the draft. We yeah. just want to win. We just want to well, beat Dallas. Well, I think, a, was, yeah, so, I, Junior, I think a couple of things play into that. I, I, like, no surprise that fans who are going to a game and spending a lot of money to go to a game and hate the Cowboys want to win. I, no surprise. But you're right. January 7th, they won't think about it. April 7th, they'll be bitching about it. Yes, I, I agree there. Now, I got a question for you, uh, Chris. They, um, every, I, I, I might have misheard this from Kevin's show this morning. I was just waking up. Um, but did I hear nine players came out yeah. complaining about Scott Turner? Right, without did their name. Right? Yeah, yes, without uh, Sam Fortier of the Washington Post. We probably haven't given that enough attention to so many things going on. We'll get more into it, obviously, tomorrow. But, yeah, nine unidentified players uh, came out, point, you know, criticizing. Can you bring him back? No. If you have nine offensive players, no. can you bring Scott Turner back no. at this point? I think Scott Turner's okay. going to get fired. I, I, it's just a matter of Okay, running. I just want to make sure because I, I, I thought I misheard it. I know I've been uh, on the bandwagon of getting rid of him, but I was completely wrong about Sam Howe this weekend, so what the hell do I know? But I, I'm glad. Yeah. I hope that he goes. But once I heard that there were nine players that came out, I hate the anonymous thing, but at least you know it was players and not just yeah. somebody in the organization. So I, at least with that, that is confirmed that it was nine players. Thanks, Jim. But, uh, I, you guys do a great job. I know that uh, Pete said that uh, – Callers keep calling in, but it's because you guys are so good together. That's why we keep calling in because uh, you guys appreciate are great together. Appreciate, appreciate it, man. Thanks, Thank you. Thanks, Junior. Thanks, Junior. 301-230-0980. And, of course, Junior's kind of like a, an omnibus, omnibusman of sorts, you know, with our show, too. I mean, he keeps us uh, on our toes. Who does Washington play next year, by the way? We'll tell you coming up next and take more of your calls. 301-230-0980. That's how you get to us on Russell and Medhurst, 9 to noon every day, right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.